0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host,
1: David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. This is Monday's report, a day late. It was going to happen and finally did. Our local corn basis collapsed Friday, losing 35 cents at the ethanol plant. We now have sub-$5 cash corn. I was surprised that the early harvest premium held up as long as it did into October. The corn is dried down in the wind and should be an easy harvest. that requires little handling and no drying cost. The soybean harvest is quickly wrapping up with a fast transition to corn heads. My harvest is done. My corn yield is far better than my soybeans. My corn followed soybeans, which again benefited from rotation. Summit Farms in north central Iowa published their yield result with their corn following soybeans yielding 250 bushel per acre with their corn on corn yielding 222. One way to look at that is that rotating from soybeans gets you 28 bushel more corn with less expense the following year if you can get the soybeans to yield. As it is the month of October, the market October average for December corn is setting the fall price for the crop insurance guarantee. The fall price has been higher than the spring price for the last three years but not this year. Substantial crop insurance price indemnity should result from low fall prices. Some farmers bought December futures to lock up the indemnity in corn. Examples are given for how the low fall price actually increases the bushel guarantee. We believe that this is enough to generate many claims. Crop insurance is the strong component of the farm income safety net. Corn farmers came close to completely ruining their market this year by planting too many acres. The spring price of corn incentivized this. Many North Dakota farmers had the option to prevent plant and didn't take it. Planting went so well in Iowa and Illinois that they overdid the corn acres too. I saw corn on corn planted in late May locally that should have been soybeans, which I found puzzling. And the El Nino pulled through as the USDA expected with 181.5 bushel per acre corn yield, we could have had a 3 as the first number of the carryover. Corn yields make trend line plus 70% of the time in an El Nino year. 2023 happened to fall into the 30% outlier category. The weather did not improve between September and October as the crops appeared to finish on a glide path that they were on. I suppose that doesn't mean that the USDA got the September's number right, but otherwise they should not be bigger on Thursday. The average trade guess is 173.5 and 49.9 bushel per acre for corn and soybean yield estimates for the October report. We have sold what we are going to sell for now. We will bend the rest of the corn and all the soybeans. Last year, I sold after harvest because of the high cost of carry at what was record cash prices. Cost of carry is still high, but if you have the ban, you are paying yourself storage, and corn and soybean prices are of no comparison to last year's levels. We think that they're in the gutter. We're looking for long-term re-ownership. There's too much blue-cold water out the California coast and Gulf of Alaska for El Nino conditions in the Midwest. Something undermined this El Nino, and there's really no sign that it is fully engaged for the U.S. heartland or Argentina yet. The western half of the United States has seen the drought break as it essentially migrated east. If that is the trend, maybe it is the eastern Corn Belt that we'll need to worry about next year. The reason that the El Nino is dysfunctional at this point may have something to do with the 89-year drought cycle. The strength of this El Nino, or SOI, has fallen short of the models, El Nino stands for Christ Child as it normally peaks around Christmas and weakens into the New Year and Spring. Nutrient Ag Climate Scientist Eric Snodgrass showed the weather records for September, October and previous El Nino years comparing it to this year. They do not look at all alike. The average of El Nino years has been a lot wetter than we have been or are. There is some rain forecast for this week, but we're running out of time for a good full subsoil moisture recharge. So far, there has been no mud to deal with during this harvest season. Moisture maps show deep soil drought up the entire heartland, which should not be the case in an El Nino year. The crops drain the moisture when finishing. We have had minimum subsoil moisture recharge this fall to date. It will soon freeze up and then snow falls. The snow tends to run off. The deviation from the moisture conditions expected in El Nino and conditions as they are shows a similar pattern in South America. Argentina should not be having the drought extend into a third year. The El Nino has yet to break it. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110.
0: For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial. Each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.